Hey, y'all. From NPR, I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. Today on the show, Alex Bloomberg and Zach Braff. You know Zach. He is an actor and a writer and a director. You've seen him in Scrubs, a really great sitcom, and in Garden State, a cult classic of a movie. Now, Zach Braff is starring in a family comedy on ABC. It premieres tomorrow night, Wednesday, March 28th at 8.30 p.m. The show is called Alex, Inc. One month ago, I decided at 37 with a wife and two kids, now would be a good time to quit my job and start my own business. Who am I and what am I doing? My name's Alex Schumann, and I'm ruining my life. That is Zach in the pilot of Alex, Inc. And the business that his character is starting in the show, it is a podcast company. And the podcast company is based on a real live podcast company that is called Gimlet Media. You may have heard of it. Uh, Alex Bloomberg founded this company. And in real life, he really did quit his job and freak out his wife and two kids and chronicled the start of this company, Gimlet Media, with his own podcast. I've been recording pitches to investors, difficult negotiations with my co-founder, tense conversations with my wife. I'm calling this miniseries Startup. So, yeah, in this ABC TV show, Alex, Inc., Zach Braff plays a character based on Alex Bloomberg. We've got the two of them together to talk about how a thing like that gets made and what they both brought to it. We also talk about, like, the state of the podcasting industry writ large. A lot of good stuff in here. So what you're about to hear right now, it is a podcast episode about a TV show that is based on a podcast a podcast that is all about starting a podcast company. Real meta this week, you guys. Enjoy. Testing one, two, three. Fancy mic. I have to switch to my NPR voice. What is your NPR voice? You know, it's very soft. And uh, can you do Robert Siegel? He's like yes, I can. And I, uh, Robert Siegel. No, oh, oh wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it, right? And I'm Robert Siegel. That was good. I'm very bad at impersonations. I can't do any of them. Hello. Hi, the Alex. Alex yes. Hi. It's, Hello. Hi, it's your uh, your doppelganger, Zach Braff. <laughs> Hello, Zach Braff. How oh, are you? Good. Good to hear your voice. So, how long since you guys good. last talked? We uh, spoke on the phone during production, and we met only. Well, you might want to save this for the for the show. I this think we're rolling. Good. Tom, we're rolling. Okay, Alex, you sinking? I'm rolling here. Okay. I must say I'm really excited to do this because it is very rare that two of my faves get together to make a thing together yeah thank you so much so alex i want you for folks that have never heard the podcast before briefly describe it and then tell us what role you played in getting it to tv okay so uh so i i uh like you sam i used to work at in public radio i worked at this american life and uh started a show with adam davidson called planet money at npr and those were i was seeing podcasting sort of like blow up in sort of this low-key way, but in the way that was like, oh, look, these things are going to be successful. There should be more of them. Uh, and I thought somebody should make more of them. And then eventually I felt like, okay, that should, that person should be me. And then eventually I felt like, okay, I need to leave my job in public radio to do the thing that I sort of feel like needs to be done, which is there should just be a place that has a lot of money and makes a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. And so I made the crazy decision to quit my good job at NPR and This American Life and go and do that myself. And I thought I, I have to raise money. And and so the problem was that I didn't like at This American Life and Planet Money, there was like an audience of millions and this huge brand and NPR and there's all this reach. And then I'm out on my own and I don't have a job or a salary. I had some savings and, and but I didn't have 
uh, much. And I, more to the point, I didn't have any personal brand. I didn't have a Twitter account, I don't think. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't have really much of a presence on Facebook. I had no no audience at mm-hmm. all. And so I needed to do something that was going to be worthy of some kind of some some attention. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I had going on was like I was trying to start this company and I never started a company before. And I knew something about how to make a radio story. Yeah. So I decided to start documenting that process. So I just like hauled my recorder out with me. And um, when I went to interview the billionaire Chris Saka, I had my tape <laughs> recorder with me and I had like my microphone and I had my earphones on. And I want to start a company that will create the content for all these people to listen to who are like moving into the digital future slash present. Digital future slash present? Who says that? And I just documented the whole thing and we put it up as a podcast and partly as like a marketing stunt just to sort of like, here's what we're doing, guys. Like, like pay attention to us because we're going to launch a bunch of these other podcasts. Mm -hmm. But then midway through, we realized, oh, wait, this is an actual it's a show. Really interesting show. And like, it's like touching into something that like isn't really covered, which is sort of like when you hear about launching a business, you think about like business and strategy and numbers. But really what it was for me was just like all about emotions. Like it's just terror and fear and anxiety and excitement and hubris and despair and anxiety. Uh, And, you know, sort of like having really tense conversations with your family. And so all that stuff. So we were able to record all that and sort of put it in. Chris eventually drops the pretense that this is an actual investor meeting and just starts coaching me on my pitch, feeding me questions and then correcting my answers. And so what's it going to take to do it? So it'll take a million and a half dollars, I think. Um, and Take out the I think. Yeah, it'll take a million and a half. I'm looking for a million and a half to two million dollars in seed no, stage no, funding. No, no, no. no. Yeah. You're looking for a very specific <laughs> amount of money. I'm looking for a... <laughs> I was just sold. I, I, when I heard that, when I heard that episode, I was sold because I was like, "This is, this is so raw and interesting." And I think people, I, I just felt like it was access for everyone who doesn't know anything about business. And also, I love how Alex didn't censor moments where he looked a mess, a mess. <laughs> a mess. Well, there were some episodes where I was like. Alex, don't you do it. Don't you hurt Nazanin. Don't you do it. And, and we should say that's his wife. And to Nazanin's yeah. credit, she yes. was willing to be very raw. It's hard being married and having two kids and doing this because there's you just don't get, you don't get the like generousness of spirit and sympathy that you would get if we didn't have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I didn't have a full-time job. I feel like uh, a, a lot of... People might go, all right, I'm going to fight with my wife. I'm going to turn this off. Y'all kept it on. But y'all kept it on. (laughs) Do you want me to tell you what I think you should do? Sure. I think you can't do this by yourself. Yeah. That was the best. No, because that's the only stuff that's going to be like, I know that from just my job in in audio is that sort of like what, what works is like authentic emotion and everybody can relate i mean i just felt like that's what's so one of the things that's that's so great about the podcast and what we aspired to do in the show was you know alex's particular story is about creating a podcast company but i just felt like anyone going after their dream anyone who's whatever like it's like insert your dream here people can relate to Mm -hmm. do i have the right to do this am i too old to do this i'm putting my family at risk are we going to mortgage our house yeah is it fair to my wife like or, or my husband whatever or my spouse uh, all all of that stuff was was so relatable. Even though in the micro, it was really about a guy starting a podcast yeah. company. One one thing that we tried to do that Alex did, I thought really well, was say, "Yeah, our story is specific, but 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 insert your own experience here." Yeah. So yeah. walk me through the backstory of like how this show came to be. Like whose idea was it first? Okay. Well, um, I went to meet with a producer uh, named John Davis 
who um, produces a lot of TV and a lot of movies. And we were actually I was actually there to talk about a film that we have together at Fox uh, that we've been unable to get made. And I, I, I just made a movie called Going in Style, and I had a, and I kind of it was a studio movie, and I kind of was excited to make another studio movie. So I was trying to rally him to to, to campaign to get this movie going. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I sat down and it was I realized it was kind of like a like a a trap because he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get that movie made." But listen, we just <laughs> optioned we just optioned this podcast. And you know, I'm I was aware at the time that podcasts were starting to be it was a little bit You don't say podcasts are a thing. Start, well, I knew they were a thing, but I was really aware they were starting to be everywhere because uh-huh. I had been I'd been going out with other pitches for things and I I was pitching a different TV show and while we were waiting for the executives to come in, everyone's everyone there for the pitch was sitting around like eight people and everyone's the, the conversation was, What are your top five podcasts you're listening to? That sounds obnoxious. And everyone just started like sharing and writing down and I was yeah. like, Wow it was a moment that I had where I was like, Wow, this is it's a thing. Yeah. And Anyway, long story short, or, or maybe because we're here for this, I'll make it long. Make it long. Um, he said, have you heard of the podcast Startup? And I said, I hadn't. And he said, we just optioned it. It is amazing. It is fascinating. You won't be able to stop listening to it. It's so interesting. And we would love for you to consider playing the lead role in it. And I said, oh, I'm not sure if I want to go back to, to TV yet. Um, I, I'm directing. I'm really enjoying that. But, of course, I, wanna, I, I don't want to uh, hurt your feelings, so I'll listen to it. I put it on on the way home, and I just started yeah, I binging it. I yeah. thought it was fascinating. How did – so you start this podcast company with a podcast about you trying to start the company. The company right. Gimlet becomes this big deal that I enjoy and lots of folks do as well. How does it, though, end up becoming an ABC sitcom? Like, Okay, so that's so that's <laughs> the part of this. So Zach told his part of the story. My start, my part starts a little earlier. Okay. And I, I, I have, there was much less involvement from my end. Oh, really? It was like early on, the company's just getting going and it is like, Wait, do you guys curse on the show or not? Do it. We'll bleep it in post, Brad. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you curse, Alex. I think it's the first time. <laughs> it was a complete okay. show. Oh, my God. As all startups are Yeah. Uh, in the beginning. And, like, we're just trying to do, like, it's because it's insane. You are sort of literally, you have to be a little bit insane. Or you have to be completely deluded to, so like, So you're saying a you're a little bit realize. deluded and, and yeah, insane? Absolutely. Okay. I think look, you, I think had, you then, absolutely then he had, have to Then he had this enormous success. So I think yes. that's what's so inspirational it about off. it is, like, yeah. Right. It's insane, and you have to throw yourself off a cliff, and you're going to argue with your with spouse, and th- mayhem is going to ensue. But occasionally, once in a while, you have to, you <laughs> create happens. this enormous company yes. called Gimlet. Yeah, right. So anyway, but we're in startup mode. We're working out of this like in the this like crazy little incubator. This like sort of like with this death trap elevator, and like we've got like all these people, and there's like. You know, we're making all sorts of mistakes and we just don't, you know, we don't know what we're doing. And and it's just all we can do to just get shows out every every week. And then I hear like, oh, somebody's interested in optioning startup. And um, so someone just heard the show and was like, this should be a TV show. Somebody, they reached out and I think it came to the contact at Gimlet or something like that. Like, I don't even know. I don't I don't even know. I think it was it, someone I, I think it was someone at John Davis's company loved the show and and and, huh. and said to their boss, like, you should you should listen to this. This could be a great TV show. Hold up. Sidebar. Right. Listeners, you like this show. Let me know. <laughs> you can have Idris Elba play me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I digress. Back to your story, Alex. <laughs> so, so I think th- I think I'm more of a Donald Glover. Yeah. Than you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. So <laughs> so they reach out. So they reach out, and then and then I was like, yeah, right, sure, whatever. 
And then we have this um, business development guy, Chris, who was like, I think there's an opportunity here. I'm going to like pursue it. And we were like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But don't don't spend too much time on it. This is never going to happen. Hmm. This is like people want to option stuff and like then it never gets made, et cetera, et cetera. Which, Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, that is that is a true Hollywood story, right? Like lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff gets optioned oh my God. that and, never and actually gets made, right? Well, dude, the story I'm telling you is about a, a movie I've had at John Davis's company forever. <laughs> my brother and I wrote it. It's been sitting. We op- I, I was paying rent on an option, like paying rent on a condo for your, for your parents. Wait, so explain that. What yeah. do you mean? Oh, so uh, in Hollywood uh, jargon, when you when if you option a property, mm-hmm. you you set up a deal saying for X amount of time, I'm going to pay you Y amount of money, and I'm allowed exclusively to try and turn it into something. Gotcha. And that might be for two years. And you pay every I, I it's whatever the contract gotcha. is. But but so I'm for example, I uh, the movie I keep referencing was a, was a children's book, and uh-huh. it, I would you'd pay the option, and you'd have mm-hmm. two years to try and get the movie going, mm-hmm. and then the option would lapse. And you got to re up, and then you'd have to re up, and the person start uh, depending on who the agent is or the, or how much demand there is, they might ask for more money. They oh right. sorry, lots of people want this now, you know, so <laughs> right. um, so that's that's right. what options so, are. Yeah, and so um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, but like, don't get excited. And then every once in a while, Chris would be like, oh yeah, I think this is happening. And look, oh, and then and then and then. <laughs> The name Zach Braff entered the conversation. <laughs> you just get an email, something mine, Zach Braff. And then stuff got real. <laughs> but like, people were like, Zach Braff's attached, and it's just sort of like, oh my God, that is going to be like, now it's going to happen. So and then so, you take it seriously. Uh, so then I took it seriously. Okay. Yeah. So then um, what happened, what had happened was we, um, I said to John Davis, mm-hmm. Um, because John Davis had a deal at Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, of, a lot of these big producers and writers have a, have a deal at specific. Their deal is at specific studios, and mm-hmm. his deal was at Sony. Mm-hmm. And I realized that one of my favorite Scrubs writers, um, sort of uh, Bill Lawrence, created Scrubs. Also, shout out Scrubs. That show's so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so good. So Scrubs, um, cre- created by Bill Lawrence, but sort of Bill's second in command uh, writer and and the guy who wrote some of my favorite episodes was a mm-hmm. guy named Matt Tarsus mm-hmm. and I had a eureka moment where I went his deal is also at Sony and cuz often they they need to be at the same studio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. complicated boring hollywood stuff and so I said hey I'll tell you what John if you can get Matt Tarsus to write this I'm uh, and be the showrunner I'm very interested okay and so Matt listened and Matt had the same reaction I did he said oh my god I'm I'm in yeah and so then we went out to, uh, so so Matt develops a pitch uh-huh. with with myself and and John's company we we always thought it was a broadcast show because yeah. one of the great things about the story is so much is happening in 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 television, but it's mostly stuff you can't watch with a kid sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. All the stuff you love, you're not going to watch with a nine-year-old next to you. And, yeah. and, and your kids have the things they love. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I kept thinking was, I feel like there is a space for for more family comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have lots of friends and, and siblings with kids, and they say, you know, that time after dinner, before you put your kids to sleep, what are you where, watch? like, is there anything you can all watch together? Yeah, yeah. So I, I really thought... Um, there's no reason that this needs to be anything but PG because it's about a family. Which I found interesting because when I first thought about, okay, how would a podcast be made a TV show? Podcasts, as big as they're becoming, they still are very niche. Mm. And I was like, oh, a podcast show will be like on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. Right, right. And you guys made but that's the conscious what, choice but, but to we make found, it. But, yeah. but I think what we discovered was the podcast is the it, it is it's a show about a family business. Yeah. And and the podcasting is their is their business, but mm-hmm. it could just as easily be a show about a family that that runs a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we um, 
we 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 thought that the in to to network was let's tell a family comedy story yeah but about a family that goes after this big dream yeah i have a question for you zach if you don't mind me hijacking hey, for do a second it. uh which is like did you guys ever think about like not having it be a podcasting company that they were starting um, never, we never did. I think somewhere along the line, someone at the network was like, why is it a podcast? You know, <laughs> <laughs> why, yeah, why did you keep, but I, but I do feel like, cause I feel like podcasting, it's not very visual. Like if you look, if you think about our actual job, it's like a lot of us are like, it's like everybody sitting around a Google doc typing mm-hmm. and like, you know, but there's not, so why was it important? I think what well, we wanted to keep the, 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 the seed of what, of what you made. I mean, I, I want to mm-hmm. say on my side of things, and it's important, especially for hardcore startup fans to know that don't come Come tuning in for like every single thing that happened on Startup to Happen. We really did. <laughs> we really did take it as as sort of a seed and of a concept and 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 ran with it. Um, um, yeah. But we do have. I don't. That. I, don't I don't think you're going to have a George R. R. Martin t- situation with Startup. Although maybe who knows? Oh, you I don't never know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, there are key moments. There are some key moments like your incredibly awkward pitch with Chris Saka that we oh, just yeah. completely duplicated <laughs> to the actual Chris Saka. We should say. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should also mention. That, oh, that's actually Chris Saka. Yeah. That's stop him. it. So, oh, well, I should tell that story. <laughs> we'll come back to what we're talking yes. about. So uh, I we're, we're we're trying to catch the pilot. You know, we shoot the pilot in in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And we, we, you know, Chris Saka, the real person, is such a a, a main character of of the initial pilot. He's one of the big funders of Gimlet to start. Yes, yeah. he's he one, he's one of the big financiers of Gimlet and uh, uh, the, the get go, and he's in the podcast, as I keep saying. And so when we were trying to cast that, we we kept saying, well, should it be this? It's only gonna he'll probably only be in the pilot, and then we'll talk about him a bunch. Should we ask a favor of some celebrity we know and do a cameo? Or, you know, Shark, Chris Sock has been on Shark Tank. So we mm-hmm. were like, well, he's obviously okay in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's worth ha- him having him play himself yeah, yeah, yeah. if he'd be willing. And um, through a mutual friend, I got in touch with Chris. And uh, he was completely into it. And um, he said, "I." He, he, to his credit, he was like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, my God, is this guy going to be super cocky? And, and And he said, look, I don't know anything about... Uh, acting at all, but I'm I'm a really I'm really uh, I'm passionate about learning things. So okay. I'm gonna. He came over to my apartment in Manhattan, uh, like the night before filming, and we uh, he's like I like gave him a crash course in acting. <laughs> you were like running lines with him? <laughs> no, I totally ran lines with him. I was talking about him about intention and listening. I like I, I, I like gave him like a two hour. Uh, I summarized my Northwestern degree in two hours for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay for that. It, 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 it was like what? it was like it was like a private TED talk. <laughs> And um, and he did it, and he did it, and he yeah. was great. Yeah. And um, and and we became friendly, and and he's and he's just a, a really really cool guy. Yeah, I forgot so, what we were talking about before that. Before I digress, it'll come back. Oh, the, the the whether the, the a podcasting company and like what the network was saying. Oh like, yeah, I mean, were, like, I think yeah. it was only one executive who said like, I love it. I don't understand why it needs to be a podcasting company. And and, and I think we were all like, no, we want to stay tr- – not only do we want to stay true to the spirit of the show, mm-hmm. even though we're changing a lot of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also felt like what more zeitgeisty thing could there be in the world than podcasts, which are just were, – were, were, were even at the time starting to appear everywhere. And I yeah. – I think you know we're we're a, we're a mixed race family. We're we're going after the American dream. Uh, podcasting, it just felt all felt so 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, time for a quick break here. When we come back, Alex talks about what parts of Zach's show are true to life and what parts are not. Brb. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Harper Perennial, publisher of Anthony Horowitz's Magpie Murders, a whodunit woven into a modern-day murder mystery. The reader must put together the pieces of the puzzle to solve not one, but two crimes. Now available in paperback. Sometimes the economy is kind of hard to understand, or, you know, not that exciting. But not on Planet Money. You can think of our show as a guide to business and the economy, except it's fun and exciting. Planet Money. Find us wherever you found this podcast. You know, speaking of you saying podcasts are everywhere, I realized this morning, getting ready for this interview, we are taping a podcast episode about a network sitcom, about a podcast, about a guy starting a podcast network. Yeah. Are we totally at peak podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope like, not. I mean, Alex, for you, like, does this signify in some way that the medium has truly, truly, truly arrived? Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think we're at peak podcasts because okay. I don't know how much you want to get me to get on my like sort of like talking my book here. But I think podcasting is just sort of like. The same force that happened in all of media, which is sort of like all of media is going to on demand, mm-hmm. um, is happening with, in audio as well. And, and, and the form that's taking is the podcast. And I think just as, and we're at the beginning stages of it. If you think about like how long, how long sort of like TV, like TiVo's came out like 10 years before anybody started talking about binging. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like the capability comes along and then the the behavior follows sort of more slowly. And I think we're starting to see that. So I think we've we're, it's a long way to go before like everybody's listening to podcasts. And I think I keep getting asked a lot like, oh, you know, because we're one of the first uh, TV shows to come out of this. You, you know, oh, is this a, a new wave? And mm-hmm. I, I think, of course, you know, just we were talking about optioning. We People option everything. They option uh, magazine articles. They option, obviously, books and and uh, 60 Minutes pieces, and I think it's totally logical that there's all these amazing storytellers out there mm-hmm. that that everyone's going to start going, wow, that's a movie. Yeah. Wow, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a cool TV show. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's exciting. So not peak podcast yet. No, no. But it is like every time... To- so- I've I've watched the season, um, or most of the season. I think of like whatever you guys sent me. Zach, it's ten, it's I, I ten episodes. Yeah, T- yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, every time you say podcasting, I'm just like I have this little thrill because I'm like <laughs> Zach Braff on network television saying podcast. Well, I'm so happy you liked yeah. it, Alex. I, this is my first. My, this is my first hearing that you liked the show, which makes me very happy. See, I find yeah, this no, so interesting I, because like yeah. I would assume that the two of you guys were like talking every day, swapping notes. But Alex, once no. you say yes to the show, you sign off. On it and it's not yours anymore. I no no. Well, so I think I think when you're letting your source material get optioned or however whatever yeah. the proper term is, yeah. Um, I feel like you can go to one of two ways. Mm-hmm. You can be like, yes, we're gonna do this and we want to be involved in every decision and like you you know like John Davis, if you're gonna approach Zach Braff, you have to talk to us first and you know or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> which seems like a very presumptuous way to go for us at that time where we were at that point, and also. I didn't feel like we had anything to add. Like, I don't know anything about, like, John Davis is the expert about making television. So you weren't really involved in, like, the creation of the show. Well, I think to his credit, he was kind of like, um, I mean, he was kind of an ideal partner in, in that he said, look, I'm excited and call me with any questions, but this is not my world. Huh. And also I have an empire to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. Exactly. Yeah. And so like yeah. Matt Tarsus and I would exchange emails every once in a while. Like, hey, when you were in the booth, what did it look like? And I would send him pictures back of like, Here's yeah, he what literally sent us like. pictures and, of mics and yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, yeah right. It's and bone to pick yeah. though. That mic y'all use in the show, we don't use. Those oh my mics. god, I know. That I know. old silver golden mic. That's I, well, first of all, we're, we're talking. We're talking into of <laughs> of the very mic you're talking about. I know it's used for in studio and not like running around. But, but the one that Alex, y'all put on the kitchen table that yes. is like shining bronze. I know. Come on. What Alex sent us was like not as as uh, sexy. Fo- as not as photogenic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> was it a little, shotgun yeah. or like a? It was a giant a, shotgun. Yeah. It's a little too phallic for like network television. I do want to talk about one part of the show. Well, there's a few parts of the show that I want to talk about, but we don't have time for all of it. Um, but so, like, in the show, you use the same recorder, the same headphones as we do in the biz, but not the same mic. But one of the the fake show that Alex's character leaves to begin his own podcast yeah. network uh, called Cheer, Cheer Up, Up yeah. which is, as you describe it, NPR on Prozac. <laughs> what is Cheer Up actually in the public radio world? Let me just let me just uh, say one disclaimer real quick. This American Life, which was the inspiration, is was way too cool. I mean, This uh, American Life genuinely is it's a cool show. It's cool. Everybody <laughs> loves This American Life. So in the show, we had to change it that. It wasn't cool. He was doing sort of fluff pieces, uh-huh. and he, right. what he wanted to be passionate. He wanted to do something where he was, where he was making a serial. Uh, you know, for, as a serial was sort of an archetype uh-huh. Ex- uh-huh. Uh, example. Yeah. He wanted to do something that was that was making a difference. Yeah, and so right. we can't say we, we we had to sort of dr- dramatize it and have him quit a company that wasn't cool. Yeah, right. Because yeah, because why would I actually do the thing I actually did? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. I could that was a, that was actually a big story problem for me too, which was sort of like why did I leave that job? It was like a lot. It was I had to do a lot of fancy footwork on the podcast itself to to, to accommodate that. for exactly that story. Well, we problem. had to figure it out yes. in, in the show because we were like, well, well, people, well the audience is gonna uh, audience for a show is gonna go. Well, why this American leave? life is cool. Why did why you yeah. like? Why did you yeah. leave a really cool job, <laughs> Alex? You have this successful podcast company that's doing well, just doing podcasts. Are you worried as you do more of yes. other projects like TV shows that that affects the brand? How do you brand manage in a kind of work environment where you spin off tons of stuff? Uh, you So brand, yeah. I, I mean, this is something that we think about a lot. Okay. Um and but I don't but like I, I don't say we think about it. I think we I worry about it a lot. OK. Um, and I don't know where I come down because I feel like worrying about your brand. It's both the most important thing you can do. And it can also get in your way and okay. it can inhibit um, experimentation yeah. and it can inhibit innovation. Like if you're like, oh, that's not on brand for us. But then it could be a really cool thing. So I, I think a lot about like some of the most successful brands out there. There's certain brands that only do a thing like Pixar. Yeah, it's only Pixar movies, and you always know that like Pixar, it's going to be a Pixar movie, and that's going to be what it is. Their business model is really different, though. Like yeah. they have to make a great thing, and then people go and buy that thing in droves. Mm-hmm. Versus like if you're talking about like a media company like HBO, like HBO is sort of a, a, aligned with quality, but they also do boxing. <laughs> they do like you know they do talk shows. They do a sort of like campy, you know, sort of like B movie sort yeah. of sexy vampire yeah. dramas. You know, so like. I like the idea of like having our brand, which I think we've done, is yeah. like largely associated with quality, and okay. that's important to us, and that will always go forward. But I also like our brand being associated with like trying new things. I like that and experimentation, and I think that's the line that we always have to walk. And it's like, I mean, like with brands, when I think of like the most successful brand that I can think of, it's probably Oprah. And like uh-huh. when the core of what you're doing is good. Not saying that this will be a foul, but you're like allowed a foul or two. Like Oprah, as great as she is, she also gave us Dr. Phil. 
She also yeah. made that crappy <laughs> Starbucks tea. Like, but she's still Oprah. And, like, I'm assuming that should some of these other spinoffs that you do, Alex, not work, you'll just keep moving, huh? We, yeah. And I think that's the thing is like people like I just I was watching the Sp- Steven Spielberg documentary on uh, on on the flight home the other day. And like everybody remembers like, you know, E.T. and, you know, Saving Private Ryan and like, you know, Schindler's List. And then they had this whole thing. And he was like, do you remember 1941? What was that? That's his fir- that it was, was his a- first bomb. Really? It was pun intended bomb. because it's about bombs. <laughs> it was a horrible. It was like this, like crazy. Nobody remembers that. Like yeah. it's like as your batting average is high. <laughs> like you just you just sure. got to keep just swinging. Right? Yeah, I think that's so a good like, lesson for so, for creatives yeah. listening is that you just got to keep making stuff. They're not all gonna. Yeah, they're not yeah. all gonna work. It's impossible. You have to just keep making stuff. Yeah. On that note, yeah. what's your biggest bomb, Zach? Uh, well, there's financial or or to my heart. I'll uh, tell it all. <laughs> um. Well. I made a movie called uh, The X with Jason Bateman. Listen to this cast. Um, uh, Jason Bateman. Like him. Charles Grodin. Oh, my. Mia Farrow. Oh, yeah. Amanda Peet. Got stars here. Uh, Fred Armisen. Amy Poehler. Oh, wow. Um, Why have I never heard of this movie? Uh, it was because it was a bomb. Um, but I'm. <laughs> but I thought it was, gr- I mean, I think it's really funny. Uh, okay. But it, but, the, but it did not work. Why not? Um... I don't know. I I, I just think uh, partially the way it was released, um, which which you can always. When did it come out? I forgot the year. To be honest, <laughs> I, I, blo- I blocked I blocked part of it out. But I worked really hard on it, and and I and I and I thought it was hilarious, and I thought it was going to be a big uh, uh, hit. And um, I still, when I when I catch a glimpse of it on cable or something, I'll watch it for a second and laugh. But uh, it Do you was think def- it's good. Um, I think it's I think it's better than it got it got okay. received. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, are you worried about this show being successful? Um, I think all you can do is 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 put everything you have into something. I mean, you really have no control over. Uh, 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 again, once it's out there, it's it's up to a marketing department and 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 whether the fans uh, take the time to check it out. Um, and and time slot. There's so many variables. Uh, but I all you all you can do is put something out there that you're really proud of, and I and I you're proud I, of this. I'm very proud of this. I think if you like the ABC, you know, family comedy vibe, like the Modern Families, the Blackishes, the 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 middle um, speechless, the stuff that they do really really well, which is something you can all watch together. Um, I, I think you'll like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. I Gold, also Goldbergs, like, I should say, is another popular one. Yeah, I also like how you are giving me. And the little comedic riffs you have throughout this show, giving me some Scrubs vibes again, which I like. Well, there's certain I like there's it. certain aspects of my uh, what makes me laugh, and of course Matt, who was one of the writers on Scrubs. Yeah. You know, we, we can't we can't go too far from yeah. what makes us laugh, and that and, and I should say because um, it isn't quite in the marketing yet is that there's a lot of heart to the show. Um, that that's what I was gonna say. It, like the things that feel most familiar are actually the things that like I was not expecting to see any. Any version of anything that felt familiar to me at all, honestly, like, like, because I, because again, because I think like you, you shouldn't, like, you, you're, you're doing, you're making a very specific thing for a very specific audience that has a very specific rule. So I didn't expect, and what I ended up actually feeling was like the family stuff and like the kids and the kinds of conversations that the 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 parents have about what's going on. The feeling is there. It fe- it feels like it has heart. It has heart. It does have a lot of heart. Thank you for saying that. I think that 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 that's one thing that's unique to the the stuff that that I make. You know, Scrubs could be so broad. I mean, with physical comedy and surreal fantasies, 
But, you know, the AMA said it's the most medically accurate show about doctors ever made. Wait, stuff. Google it. Uh, I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> and, uh, really? And, yeah. And because and, it was all, uh, all the medical stuff was played totally realistic and accurate. And then we'd, huh. st- you know, you'd turn a corner and we'd be talking about a dying patient and, and, and it would be very moving, hopefully. Hmm. Uh, so I think with this show, even without the surreal fantasies, there is some physical comedy. And of course, it's a comedy. But we we also want to at times drop in and have it be a really uh, uh, earnest moment between a, a father and a daughter and, and, yeah. a, and a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, taking one more quick break here. When we come back, we have audio of Zach Braff in one of his very first acting roles. It is so cheesy, you're going to want to hear it. BRB. <laughs> Support for NPR and the following message come from Netflix, presenting the film Paradox. Daryl Hannah's debut feature-length film builds on the success of her short that won a jury prize at the Berlin Film Festival in 1993. Starring Neil Young, Micah Nelson, and Lucas Nelson, Paradox is Hannah's personal expression of music and love. Paradox is now available to stream on Netflix. When C.C. Wong met his mom's new tenant, he never suspected he'd end up getting replaced as a son, or that his replacement might have sinister motives. This week, Invisibilia looks at the things we don't say to our loved ones and the misunderstandings it can lead to. Listen on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. Thinking of your career, Zach, you have moved back and forth between film and TV. Mm. What motivates you to make that switch? And it, like, it, are you? If, do you find yourself in a certain season where you just want to do one or the other? And if so, why? Um, I, I think that for me, as a, um, uh, as a, it's very uh, hard to get people to go to the movies these days. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, I'm t- talk take blockbusters out of the mix because we all know people love blockbusters. But like Wakanda forever. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's the ultimate example <laughs> of a blockbuster. But I, I just feel that I want people to see uh, you work so hard on these things. I think mm-hmm. you want the I want the best odds of people actually getting a chance. Yeah. And people are still watching uh, network TV in droves. People are watching TV in droves. And, yeah. and I think the kind of movies that I am drawn to want to make to want to dedicate three years of my life to, because if you're a filmmaker, writer, director, actor, that's what you're that's the kind of time you're talking about. I, I think I was a little like, you know what? I, I really want to participate in this in this TV revolution uh, where I have a big fan base, a very loyal fan base, and, and I'd like to be a part of it, um, a place where I know people are really still watching. Still watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a podcast question for you, Alex, mm-hmm. and this is kind of me just geeking out and wanting to hear from you, a podcast industry leader. <laughs> if we aren't quite at peak podcast yet, what do you think the scene will look like like five years from now? Like, What will we be listening to podcast-wise in five years? Uh, okay, so I think if I had to predict, I think we're gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of what's happening, but but more. I think we're gonna be listening in a lot of different places. Um, smart speakers, or that is that's sort of transformative, and that's gonna be. Uh, I don't know if you have an Alexa or. or I do, and it scares a, the hell out Apple, of me. Scares the hell out of me. Like that, yeah. Um, but like those are um, like my kids now. Like they expect everything to talk to them. You know, sort of like it's not even a thing like they huh. will that is here to stay that is how every bit of listening will happen mm-hmm. and I think they'll, it'll move to the cars it'll move to your phone and so so I feel like we're in an environment where it's just going to be easier to sort of like pick the thing that you want to pick and there's going to be lots and lots of different kinds of shows for everyone mm-hmm. um, I don't know exactly what the programming will look like 
there's always going to be an element of it that sort of feels handmade, like a lot of shows that are really, really popular are two people just sort of talking about something that they love and they just have a really great chemistry. And I think that's always going to continue. But I think there's also going to be the the rise of the more produced sort of like there's also elements. There's also podcasts that are almost you know, they're like TV shows. Like there's like writers and like there's production and sound design and actors and, and I think that's going to go. That's going to continue as well. So I think it's going to continue in both directions and just sort of continue yeah. to expand. That that really interests me. This idea of of you know being in my car and being into a really good series. I mean, an yeah. audio yeah. series like I like just, like you know I'm not. just Breaking Bad the the audio series. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, just being so invested in something and what's going to happen. I think that that's. I know you did that with Homecoming, um, but I, I I think that's a big space, right? Yeah, yeah. I yes. feel like at some yeah. point we're going to have a reality style. 24 hour a day, seven days a week podcast stream. Like Kim Kardashian's 24 7 podcast. And it's just audio, whatever the hell she's doing. What's happening in Kim Kardashian's kitchen? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's just record. Just record. I, I wonder what that's going to be, though. Like, what is the reality version? Because the thing is that, like, what you want to listen to from Kim Kardashian, what you want to look at is very different. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so, like, I, I, I think I think you're right. There's going to be sort of a stream of consciousness, 24-hour reality podcast. I don't know if it's going to be Kim Kardashian. It's going to be uh, yeah, somebody yeah. else that you want to hear more than, like, because the Kardashians is, like, looking at them and seeing the house and like that's a big that's part the of the whole thing right, right? But, I, but i think in the yeah. spirit of what you did with 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 startup i think there's there's more to be done in that i mean you guys will tell me because maybe there's other podcasts like it but sort of raw documentation of 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 a thing recorded all. obviously with 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 editing uh, which 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 was is needed but sort of you know a reality show in the way that yours was a reality show yeah yeah I d- I, yeah yeah I do want to sidebar on a thing that I've noticed from Gimlet Media that feels very much futuristic because I've never heard it before. Uh, Tom, you got it queued up. This is um, some audio of one of Gimlet's newest podcasts called Chompers. Three, two, one, brush. Do you know what this is, Zach? No, I'm assuming it's kids brushing their teeth. Yes. can talk by moving their butts, moving their butts, moving their butts. A waggle is the answer when their friends ask what? So tell folks what this podcast is, Alex. <laughs> this is a, a podcast called Chompers. It's a podcast and an Alexa skill uh, hosted by uh, Rachel Ward, uh, I believe a former colleague, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so um, and it's a, it's a it, this is brand new for us. It's, I'm so excited. So it's a, basically it's a two minute podcast and two minute Alexa skill. And you and it's designed to be listened to twice a day while you brush your teeth, and it's specifically targeted at kids. And it's this, and it's the first sort of thing that I've ever done. That is, most of the stuff I've done is sort of like, hey, I have to make this thing that I know you're really busy, but I'm going to make a thing that's so good that you're going to stop your busy life and listen to it. Like that has always been my yeah. my directive, right? Yeah. And that's anybody who's in entertainment. That's what we're doing. We're fighting with everything else to like, no, listen to my thing, watch my thing. This is the first time where we're like. You have this problem, and we're going to solve this problem for you. The problem is your kids hate brushing their teeth, and it's your a, adults hate brushing their teeth. I'm your adults my hate brushing their it's teeth, so but annoying. like, it's so annoying. But for kids, it's like a daily, a twice daily struggle. Like in the morning and at night, you're just like brushing your teeth, and they're like no. And so we created this thing called Chompers, which is sort of like this game that they can. It's not a game. It's like story time. They have quizzes. They have like they tell you stories. They tell you fun facts about animals and stuff. While we you're have brushing a, your teeth. 
while you're brushing your teeth. And so you just say start chompers. Are adults allowed to use it or is that frowned upon? <laughs> <laughs> adults, can I Adults use it too. Absolutely. And um, we, we play it for my kids and it has like completely changed the day. Can you make a podcast that like makes me cook once I get home? Because I don't want to do that. Yes. Will you um, promise? Uh, <laughs> we will tr- that's a good funny, idea. It's um, funny, Alex, I have this tooth electric toothbrush and it has a little... Uh, um, the charger for it has a little screen that's timing how long you're brushing your teeth. Oh, that's annoying. And if you don't make it to two minutes, it has a little frowny face. No. Uh-huh. Like, no. Like, like you've let you've let the AI down. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Right. And that's, that's sort of like, that's a punitive, that's a punitive uh, way of addressing this problem. No, what because we're trying to do I, is totally just be worked like, on me. I'm, I'm 42 years old and I'm sitting there going, I do not want a frowny face from that damn thing. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Zach, you get to make one podcast. What's the podcast? Oh wow! I uh, that's never been asked that question. I think it would be talking to young young filmmakers and young writers, uh, just shooting the shit about what what the, what they want to make and 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 sort of the future of of creating things and interviewing young creative types. I'm just I'm 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 improvising that on the spot. Don, let's what, do it. That's what you came. can do that tomorrow. <laughs> I to. Let's Alex, do it. Alex, will you set that up for me? <laughs> yes. All right, you guys, guys heard you it here first. You guys, you heard it here first. I just got yeah. hired by Gimlet Media. Bam. <laughs> That's probably a good time to end the interview. <laughs> We've made some good stuff happen here. I'm very expensive, Alex. All right. Um, <laughs> no, that's, no. Tell folks where they can find this show. Alex Inc. Um, uh, premieres March 28th on ABC, the American Broadcasting Channel, um, <laughs> uh, at 830 uh, Wednesday after the Goldbergs and before Modern Family. Uh, please, that's a good slot. It's a very good slot. In the business, they call it hammocking. Huh. We are hammocked between okay. uh, the Goldbergs and Modern Family. Sounds like a fun party. Yeah, please come watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alex, thank you. Thank you. I wanted to have an ex- – yeah, you know, it's funny. We just got to the logical end of this interview, but I wanted to have an opportunity just to play some really weird audio of you back in the day when you had, like, a cameo on the Babysitter's Club. Oh, my God. Zach. I had such a crush on my, on my love interest. It still really? pains me. You all know David? Yeah. Uh, Dawn Schaefer, David Cummins. You remember that? Oh. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You guys, if I don't get some food soon, I'm going to faint. Hold on, here's my line. Yeah, and we're already late. <laughs> it's nice meeting you. Oh, my Where's God. Let's have a score. Let's have a score. Oh. What year was this? <laughs> it's like Dawn's the one who's going to faint. I am not. It's okay. Oh, my God. Turn it off. <laughs> Oh, my God, the acting. Um, Our I, producer, Tom, was like, I got this audio queued up. You got to get to it, Sam. Um, I, it's funny. I, it was one of my first parts, and I, and I was very nervous, and I was so smitten. I was talking about method acting. I was so smitten by the, <laughs> the, the beautiful, young, uh, blonde girl who I was supposed to play opposite of. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what happened to her, but if you're listening, I was in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> so were you actually acting? No, I mean, I, if you watch the show, and I expect you to, Alex, uh, I was like, I look so nervous and wide-eyed and like a deer in headlights, and it's because I was so uh, taken with this young woman. Oh, man. Reach out if you're out there. Yeah, if you're out there, come find me. So we've made three resolutions in this episode. Alex you're hired gonna, me as, yes. to do a podcast at Gimlet. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, audience, the audience is going to watch the show on March 28th. Yes. Uh, adults are going to brush their teeth to chompers. <laughs> and uh, Donald Glover and... Idris Elba will play me yes, and uh, my show. A hybrid of them. There you go. 
<laughs> Good chat. <laughs> this is a very productive productive podcast uh, interview. Oh, uh, yeah. What happened? All right. See ya. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Bye, Alex. Thank you. All right. Bye. Zach Braff and Alex Bloomberg. Alex, Inc. airs on ABC beginning Wednesday, March 28th at 8.30 p.m. Also, if you never have, go check out some of the good, good podcast work that Alex and his team are doing over at Gimlet Media. I know a lot of those folks, and they make good product. Three of my faves from them right now are Reply All and The Nod and, of course, Startup. As always, we're back on Friday with our weekly wrap. Do not forget to send me an audio description of the best thing that's happened to you all week. In the meantime, record yourself. Send the file to samsanders at npr.org. samsanders at npr.org. Also, feel free to send cat photos, dog photos. Let's open it up. Ferret photos, parakeet photos. Send them in. We love the animals over here. All right, thanks for listening. Talk soon. Talk soon. 